0: Welcome to Ready Sex Chat, a podcast about, well, that depends which side of the bed I woke up in and which one of my multiple personalities decides to show up. (laughs) Each week, I deliver a real, raw, and personal approach to everyday topics and just hope to make your week that much brighter. Now, are you ready to dive into your future guilty pleasure? Let's get started. Hello and welcome wherever you are whatever you're doing whoever you're doing I think you should just put it down I mean unless it's in your mouth but that's no judgment here (laughs) how is everything going for you I hope is as bright and as wonderful as it is for me because I get to sit here and talk to you and I get to introduce myself I am Bridget B. I have been in the adult industry now for over 10 years, and that's about 100 in dog years. I have done, according to the internet, over 200 plus movies, and I'm sure that's a lot more now because I think I checked that last week, and new things pop up every week. And My first experience was in 2009, I believe, so it's been quite the journey. My niche has turned from sort of what's the word? I hate to say milf, but I am because I don't have any kids. no kids. Nope. I am basically lying to everyone, you know? I am acting as if I am a mom you'd like to fuck, and I have no kids to speak of except for my little Maltese, who her name's cupcake, but that's another episode. one. MILF Performer of the Year, you know, Toot Toot, for the last couple of years in the industry, which are like the Oscars of porn, etc. So by winning these awards, I got acknowledgement as MILF Performer of the Year, but I'd been working for almost 10 years, well, 11, 12 years. So really, the basis of my recognition came from my peers, came from an you know in a in a workshop, show but my experience throughout my career has been amazing because of the fans and that leads me to the good the bad and the very very ugly side of porn stay tuned Today's episode brought to you by LubiTubi, a deliciously delicate coconut-based personal lubricant that not only feels so good, but tastes good as well. Head over to www.lubeytubi.com and get your lube in a tube today. Lube. How could you have sex without it? Speaking of Lubey Tubi, I am obsessed with coconut oil, so definitely get your hands on it. The way social media and so many currently, due to situations, etc., have decided to jump this fence, sort of taken upon themselves to promote themselves with OnlyFans and other platforms where women, men, couples, etc., have really gone beyond just the image on Instagram or Twitter, etc., and now they are kind of dabbling into being porn star. Before I get into that I need to say I hate the word porn star. The term porn star, I can't stand it. I don't consider myself a porn star. It's been blood, sweat and tears to get to where I consider myself successful in, within my own right, like what I think is my own success. And it changes per person and it changes per talent, of course. But the word porn star, I think died with jenna jameson asia carrera janine back in the day the porn star was that sort of adult film star who she just oozed and loved sex porn to her was you can tell she woke up she ate it she smelled it she lived for it she'd walk down the street when her stripper heels and she embraced it. Now in this world porn star is very I consider it diluted with every other Instagram model and um, sort of more mainstream hitting that pause button on their career and saying okay right now I know I'm not a porn star but I want to do sex for money. Well, isn't that a porn star? Well, no, because porn star had that notoriety. So I consider it adult actress, adult film work. So if you hear me refer to that in the episodes, and you know, just, I'm not, I, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not my preferred point of view. I consider it more of That's just a term that died. So we'll stick to an adult actress. The good and the bad and the ugly with all my experiences, and I'm going to give a disclaimer, much like anywhere else in any other industry, you're going to have different experiences depending on the person. I am a no bullshit person. I have a fuck off on my forehead. I demand respect wherever I go. And because I know my self-worth. I did not become who I am lacking self-esteem or because, you know, poor me, I had, to, I had to do porn. No, I chose this field because it was money. I chose this field because I got to entertain. Then I chose this field because I was about, I don't know, end of my 20s. I won't say exact age. I'm sure you can Google that. So I was a very healthy mind, body, and spirit. I came into the industry knowing fully well what I was getting myself into. Here's hoping that anyone listening to this has the control of their own life. And if not, may we guide you into finding it. That disclaimer is very important because with how social media is exposing other aspects of people that we didn't have a chance to know before, because everything is just so damn open now, I don't want to discredit anyone else's experience just because mine has been so amazing doesn't mean that others are any less than i respect i i hear and i wish it could be better but you're listening to ready sex chat with bridget b so you're gonna get my experience what has been the bad i know you guys want the juicy ugly but let's let's ease you in yeah i'm sure you all want to hear about the cocaine, and the orgies, and the uh, possible maybe kidnappings. I mean, who knows what you're watching on Netflix that's kind of jading your mind. But I have to say, from my own experience, the bad has been the dating. You have Tinder, and you have all these apps that exist now, but about 10 years ago, that didn't exist. So, for me, I am a modern female with traditional values. (laughs) Let that sink in. Are you done rolling your eyes? Okay. (laughs) Yep, you heard it here. Modern woman who's an adult film star with traditional values. Which means I enjoy a man of chivalry. I enjoy men who open our doors. I enjoy men who give those compliments however my online personality is very dominant so how the fuck does that happen luckily for me Bridget B has been an outlet where I am allowed to express myself sexually on camera but doesn't necessarily mean it's like that in my personal life so dating has been uh, back in the day almost non-existent Men wanted to go to bed with a fantasy, but did not want to wake up with the reality. That's something that I dealt with quite a bit. I never let it deter me. I had some great relationships as a female in the industry with so much sexual power, with so much sexual energy, but wanting to be hugged, wanting to be cuddled, wanting to be told, it's okay, you don't have to worry i'm here for you was very hard to find but when i found it it was wonderful and beautiful when i was in kind of that mist of the dating i I, forget it luckily vibrators and my dog and chinese food on the couch were really all it took to make me happy men just couldn't grasp the fact that i wanted all of that. Luckily I had friends who were so supportive and I'm sure we can all appreciate a really good group of friends. My friends were there for me and I had such a good network. Wanting that personal relationship was just so difficult that I just unless it came to me and literally knocked at my door, I wasn't trying. As I said before, most men wanting to date the fantasy but not deal with the reality of me as a quote-unquote human being was a tough pill to swallow and having that thick skin and knowing my self-worth was very very important but the upkeep keeping up with the fantasy is important how can you go on set and be your best self to produce the best entertainment for your fans without looking your best so of course to have hashtag porn star problems with oh you know makeup and hair and nails and tanning well that's what I need to do to thrive in my career that's what my whole world is visuals and more but for the most part visuals and in order to provide the best entertainment I have to look my best so the upkeep is, is hefty And I admire women who can just wake up and be themselves all natural. But that ain't me, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that ain't me. Now leads me to the very ugly social media. social media. Oh, social media, how we love to hate you. Social media has been such an asset to so many of our lives, especially nowadays. We have access to see friends and family, but in a world such as mine, where the stigma and the stereotype of what a porn star woman is, social media can have quite an ugly face. A long time ago, and I say a long time ago like back in my day. <laughs> shit, I can't believe I'm saying that. Well, back in my day, that didn't exist. I don't know if any of you remember, but Facebook was kind of in MySpace. It was really the best time ever. In order to get Facebook, you had to go to college and you had to put in your college email. And for MySpace, you know, the the thrill of finding out if you were in someone's top 8 was as far as the negativity went. You can't even burp, fart without offending somebody. And jokes are now taken one way because you can't hear the tone because we are so accessible. So being a modern woman in in a world such as adult industry with traditional views, social media is very ugly. You have to appreciate the fact that they have every right To not like it as much as I have every right to do it. Do I want to hear that they don't like it? No, you know I'd rather stick to the phrase "be kind to strangers" rather than not. But the being kind to strangers doesn't work for everybody, and. Because of our First Amendment and freedom of speech, anyone can say what they want. But the social media backlash of people feeling they have that little bit of courage to say what comes to their minds because they don't like what I do without knowing who I am as a person can be quite an ugly side to it. But lucky for me, I've learned it goes in one ear and out the other. Because for every one negative, I have 10 positive And that's what I tend to look at the most. Because another ugly side to the industry that I've experienced is that work comes first. I don't have a nine to five. I don't know when my next booking is going to be as an entertainer, as an actor. I don't know what my next job is. I have to prioritize my life. Do I want to be successful? Do I want to go out there? And like I mentioned in the beginning, do I want to be the best at what I do, if that means being at work first. If That means being hair and makeup ready when I need to be. If that means having all my lingerie pristine and ready to go, yes, sometimes we do provide our own wardrobe. Does that mean being the last one out of set? If that means being tested at the right time, I get tested for STDs every two weeks. That's another episode. So when you have all of that combined, your time is precious. Because I have to be ready every day in case I get called to replace. So I really take it upon my own self to sit down and prioritize. So my friends, my best friends who I love so much, and I've been friends with some of them for over 10 years, some of them come from college. I don't get to see them very much, or it's sporadic, or it's uh typical, hey, let's do this on Monday night. And I'm all game and all wanting to do it on Saturday. But then that bat phone calls on Monday morning and it's, hey, Bridget B, you want to come in and do that girl girl with so-and-so? Well, I'm in. Put me in, Chuck. Uh, so, oh, but shit. I have that date with my girls tonight. Fuck. Once again, I am having to, you know, let go and give that text of with the tail between my legs and the walk of shame of like, sorry, girl, I was supposed to meet you tonight, but I got to go to work. That sucks. It's one of the uglier sides of the business for me because I love my friends. My girlfriends are the backbone to who I am. And I'm sure nowadays we can appreciate all of that. And social media gives us that opportunity to connect. And although the backlash comes with it, and although the ugliness of not having the stability of being able to set plans, if it's not work-related, can take a toll on someone as well. And I've really had to come to terms with what do I want out of my life? Now we are 10 years in, 11 years in, 12 years into the industry. And shit, time fucking flies. We are halfway damn near Christmas. And when you take a look at that, it can overwhelm anyone. Well, that leads me to the good. The good of the industry has completely outweighed the bad and the very ugly. Now, why is that? Repeat after me. Sex is a very natural thing. You, myself, I'm sorry, that's bad grammar. You, your partner, your coworker, the person sitting next to you, the person sitting in front of you and myself would not be here without fucking. To make something so beautiful, so natural, such a gift, of life such as two people or three or four depending on your circumstances in that case lucky you if you sit down and really take a look at it that's not even an opinion it's a fact we're talking about adults in healthy state of mind wanting to be there with each other so once you take out the tabooness of it which what's the taboo of sex well i would assume that if my idea of good sex is not your idea of good sex. I could see that being a taboo. That doesn't mean that your taste is bad. It just means that it's different. As an adult, the good of the industry has given me such a sense of sexual freedom and sexual power as a female. It is such a beautiful thing to know exactly what your body likes And what your body wants. And able to live a life as beautiful as that we're blessed to be in. So when I tell people that the industry has been so beneficial to me as a female. I am taking power and taking control of my own career. I am waking up and doing something that is natural. And I just happen to be getting paid for it. Getting paid to do something that you love to do is just a bonus. I have always said, which is why the, the term porn star doesn't uh, affect me or doesn't really I consider refer to me, is because I'm an entertainer. It's being on radio, doing podcasts or having a commercial or being on stage as a featured dancer, being on Instagram and, and creating content for brands because I'm a content creator, that is all entertaining. So I wake up every day doing what I love. It doesn't mean I necessarily wake up every day and fuck. It means that I'm waking up every day and entertaining. So this industry has given me an outlet of being able to do that. And I appreciate it so much. Because with that comes the fans who still stand up for all of us adult entertainers. Because you stand up for what is right. We are just humans making a living adult industry is exactly that, adult. It is not my responsibility to filter myself. There's a mute button. There's a, I'm not even going to go to that site button. With the fans who appreciate that and who know that, I cheers you and I raise you a glass wherever in the world you may be. We thank you for the support and we thank you for the love that you show us every day. I have 3.4 million followers on instagram organically of course i'm not knocking if anyone does buy their fans or etc i just don't even know how that would start all i know is that through blood sweat and tears and through you know really engaging by traveling the country being invited to so many clubs from sapphires to the hustlers to the little darlings uh, to the spearmint rhinos of the world, all the way to Italy, to Mexico City, I have really earned my miles in more ways than one. But I've earned it through engaging with the fans, and that's how my fan base built even before thing. So the good of all of this at the end of the day makes it all possible because of fans and. You could really see how being on set, because the fans who truly understand and who know, they can appreciate that one of the other good aspects of the industry, as far as my experience, has been the camaraderie. We've built such a small community of active performers who value work ethic, who come in sober, who come in ready to work, ready to produce quality entertainment. And we all have that one end goal, which is get it done and get it home. So that is such a beautiful thing of the industry that's often overlooked. The trust and the respect that it takes to be a solid performer is immense. You're talking about a situation where we are being our most vulnerable selves. We are truly taking something that is so natural and so beautiful, but yet so private. And we are exposing it to millions. That takes a lot. That takes a lot on someone mentally and a lot spiritually and a lot physically. And if you don't get the game, you don't belong to play. And I've said that in in my social medias, if you follow me on Instagram and on Twitter, I've said that not everyone is meant to be an adult entertainer. Just because the money is good for what you do, it doesn't mean that that's where you belong. I see so many trying to fit themselves into this mold of an industry that it's not for the faint of heart. If you don't come into the industry with a, a thick skin. With the good head on your shoulders, it backfires on you. You become jaded, you become pissed. Mia Khalifa has been an extreme negativity to our industry, yet she still profits and benefits. How dare you profit from an industry that probably at one point in your life provided that paycheck that you went ahead and paid your rent with. So don't hate the game and don't hate the player. And I hope that was as good for you as it was for me. (laughs) That's this week's episode of Ready Sex Chat. The good, the bad, and the very ugly is just a tip. Thank you, Luby Tuby, for sponsoring. And thank you for listening. Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Remember, life is too short. Just do whatever the fuck makes you happy. See you next week.